the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Did a lot of reading this weekend about evil and then about heroes. People who, who stood, whose names we don't really know. I mean, as a general population. Whose names were recorded, but have not been made into a movie. And there are millions of them. People who stood and people who spoke. We are being trained right now. And there's a really logical reason to see it. We're being trained by something that George Washington warned us against, the two-party system. Because the two-party system knows if we can get people to hate the other side and say that they are the problem, well, then we'll raise more money and we'll, we'll be able to rally the troops for the next election. And so that's what's been happening. True or false? I mean, do you really think? Let me ask you this. Do you think Democrats who had been told that Mitt Romney was the most evil man alive. Do you think that they felt that the day that they had to go vote and the choice was Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? I don't think so. Because I know a lot of Democrats who said, boy, we should have had Mitt Romney. Oh, wait a minute. I thought he was the, I thought he was the devil himself. And now Donald Trump, the devil himself. Mike Pence is worse than, Mitt, than Donald Trump. Really? Wow. We have abandoned reason. We've abandoned thought. We've abandoned even questioning. We live now in the postmodern world. What is the, what is the postmodern world? What was the modern world? The modern world was the world of enlightenment. The modern world is what took us out of the dark ages. It was, it was about science, but it was more than science. It was about questions, being able to ask questions, to speak without fear. A phrase that changed my life, and I didn't really understand it at all at the beginning came from Immanuel Kant. There are many things that I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things I do not believe. And I remember thinking, what kind of world do you live in where you're afraid to say your opinion? That was in the 90s. I couldn't understand that world. The modern world was the one that was built on questioning power, questioning old thinking, questioning the things that never had been questioned before, but then fixing reason firmly in her seat and using facts, facts, and science. We're to a point now where we're rejecting science. If science does not conform to what we want to believe... There is an X and a Y chromosome. A fetus is a baby. It's not a head of lettuce. If it doesn't conform to what I wanted to, 
then I reject science. That's new. Now, the science deniers are the ones who are on the the side that always held up science the the liberal no because liberal liberal that was a label that was stolen by the progressives the progressives on both sides took the liberal classic liberal chair away from the table the one who says look hang on just a second i i i just want to fix reason i i i want to question i want to look at the facts i want to see if it's Bared out at all by science. I don't want to throw tradition away. Conservatives say don't don't touch tradition. Okay, well, I I'm willing to if you can make a better case. But now we're not making a case. We're just we're just shouting people down. We're in the postmodern world. In other words, the world past reason, past facts. Past questioning. It's why our universities are the way they are. Because postmodernism teaches that there is no objective reality. There's just your reality. My reality is different than yours. And because there is no objective truth or reality, well, then everything is good. What you believe is what you believe, and what I believe is what I believe. But notice it has now become militant. Not only is that bullcrap, I understand the concept, but there is reality. There is reality. Because science tells me an X and a Y chromosome. So there is reality. But now... It used to be there's no objective reality, so my reality is my reality, and your reality is your reality. But if your reality objects to my reality, and you're on the politically correct side, then you're the hater. There is no such thing as objective reality. There is no such thing as morality. There is no such thing as truth and human nature. Whose truth? What truth? Postmodernism is is linked a lot of times to nihilism. This nihilistic view. Have you looked up the definition of nihilism lately? I did. Nihilism, the philosophical viewpoint that suggests the denial or lack of belief toward the reputedly meaningless aspects of life. I'm sorry, not meaningless, meaningful aspects of life. So you are to, you're to reject or not believe those things that give life meaning. Life, according to a nihilistic uh, definition, life is without meaning, without purpose, and without intrinsic value. Also used to describe despair. Well, that's what's happening to our kids. That's what's happening. You want to know why our kids are shooting each other? They're nihilistic. Why are they nihilistic? Because there is no truth. There is no morality. 
there, there, there is no reality. There is no human nature. So there's no value. There's no purpose to life. There's nothing. Why not shoot a bunch of people? Who are you to say? And the sickest among us are the first to go down this road. But if we don't wake up, all of us are going to go down this road. All of us. We'll go down this road a long way until it becomes dangerous. I mean physically dangerous for you to stand up and speak out. We make everything about politics. This has nothing to do with politics. Nothing. Let me ask the let me ask the Democrats. If you're somebody on the left, if Donald Trump walked outside of the Oval Office today and somehow or another there was a there was a city bus on the back lawn and he was mowed down by a city bus, would our problems be solved? And for those of us on the right, who's the biggest boogeyman? Used to be Hillary Clinton. If Hillary Clinton were hit by a bus, would all of our problems be solved? No. So it's something deeper. It's something different. What is it? This great article that I read this weekend. Recently, I arrived at a moment of introspection about a curious aspect of my own behavior. When I disagree with a conservative friend or a colleague on some political issue, I have no fear of speaking my mind. I talk, they listen, they respond, I talk some more, and at the end of it, we get along just as we always have. But I've discovered that when a progressive friend says something to which I disagree or that I know is incorrect, I'm hesitant to point it out. This hesitancy is the consequence of the different treatment one tends to receive from uh, from those on the right and the left when expressing differences of opinion. I am not, as it turns out, the only one who has noticed this. Uh, and there's some uh, tweets. Uh, Melissa Chen, I, I'm a centrist. I hold some conservative views and some liberal views. I'm more afraid of talking to my liberal friends about, uh, uh, about my conservative views than I am about talking about my conservative friends about my liberal views. One Socialist Alliance activist, when I asked uh, where they were getting what sounded like inflated poverty statistics, said, quote, that's a stupid effing question. If you don't believe in gay marriage or gun control, unfriend me. Oh, OK. Um, that's gross and racist, sputtered a red faced Ben Affleck when the atheist and neuroscience Sam Harris criticized Islamic doctrines on Bill Maher's real time. Nobody blinks an eye when Harris criticizes Christianity, least of all Affleck, who started in Ken, uh, Kevin Smith's irreverent religious satire dogma. But Christians are not held to be sacrosanct and protected minority on the political left. Outburst of emotional hostility from progressive activists now described as social justice warriors have become known as getting triggered. Have you noticed this? This is happening now in the gun debate. We're triggering people on the right with the gun debate or we're triggering triggering people on the left. 
The, the term originally applied to sufferers of uh, PTSD, but activists have adopted it now to describe the anxiety and discomfort they experience when they are exposed to views to which with they disagree. F free speech. One group of social justice advocates recently told Vice Media as if this is a, a justify the growing belief among university students that conservatives should be prevented from speaking on college campuses. It's no secret that with the rise of triggered progressives, uh, university professors are now increasingly intimidated by their own uh, students. An illustrative example of this alarming trend was provided by the hordes of screaming students who surrounded the distinguished Yale sociologist and demanded his head, which they received because he had made the mistake of defending an email from his wife that his wife had written, gently criticizing Yale's attempt to regulate students' Halloween costumes. Who the F hired you, screamed one irate student in response. You should step down. This is my way or the highway. So how is it that this is happening? Well, we could get into the universities. But let's look at ourselves first. How is it that you become intolerant? It happens when you are willfully ignorant or perpetually incurious about ideas in which you disagree. If you don't know the other side of the debate and haven't really thought about it, you don't really know what you know. Because we are willfully ignorant as a society now, because we are not, we're just listening to sound bites and we're not really thinking things through, we don't get entangled in that truly enlightening paradox of the more I learn, the less I know. The more we learn, the, the more humble we get. Jonathan uh, Haidt in his book, what was the name of his book? Um, oh, shoot. Um, uh, of the Righteous Mind. Righteous Mind. In his book, The Righteous Mind, he says, I'm quoting, the results are clear and consistent. In all analysis, conservatives were more accurate than liberals. Asked to think the way a liberal thinks, conservatives answered moral questions just as the liberal would answer them. But liberal students were unable to do the reverse. Now, this is really important because when it comes to things like uh, gun control, they have not thought about our side. They've not thought about it. It's just easy to categorize all these. They just want to kill uh, children to, for political gain they and they just take they, their money from the NRA. It's such an easy argument. It's never challenged. Right. They just love their guns. Mm-hmm. They can't argue the way we can argue. We can argue their side, but they can't argue ours. Now, this is not me saying this. This is not a conservative saying this. This is an NYU professor. It's an extension of the trophy uh, culture, right? Where you they get a trophy every time they make any argument. Everyone yes. cheers them on. Like It's what's happening with these 17-year-olds in Parkland, right? Every time they go in front of a stage, they say, oh, the, the, well, they want to kill people at NRA. And, and Dana Lash is the CEO of the NRA, and everyone cheers as if this is a good point. They're never challenged, and that's not just 17-year-olds, it's the entire left. 
and a growing number of progressives on the right as well. Progressivism is a disease on both sides. We must question with boldness. Glenn Beck. Mercury. 